to Bella Figura, the tradition of living beautifully. I am your host, Dolores Alfieri Taranto. On this show, we talk spirituality for the rest of us with a focus on the art of beautifying all facets of your life using heritage, culture, beauty by hand, ancestral traditions, and old world style as a means to do so. Welcome back, everyone. Episode two of season three is here. The ball is rolling. I feel very accomplished. (laughs) I'm very excited to have the show airing episodes again so I can introduce you to these wonderful guests and explore these topics that mean so much to all of us. Again, season three's theme is slow down. We're just wrapping up the Memorial Day weekend. I hope you all had a lovely holiday. And of course, this is the holiday where we remember those who've given their lives in defense of our country and our freedom and our our very lives. So it's a celebratory holiday because it's obviously come to mark the beginning of summer, but it's also meant to be a somber one where we really do take time to express gratitude and to reflect on the magnitude of those sacrifices. Uh, With that said, we did spend some time upstate on the mountain. We had some friends come up. We spent a couple days swimming at the lake nearby our house. It was just absolutely beautiful. The kids were eating watermelon and then swimming and running around in the grass. And it really felt just like a symbolic kind of quintessential summer kickoff. Summer really was very much in the air. So the garden is bursting. The roses are bursting. All manner of other flowers are bursting. There is no going back now. We are heading into it. I'm really excited to start harvesting soon enough beautiful, fresh, new vegetables and fruits from the garden. I, in some ways, feel like it was just yesterday that I was out there sweating in the early morning (laughs) and harvesting and preserving, but then again, it does feel like a little while ago, so it's it's kind of nice just to have it back, and I'm really looking forward to, to jumping in to a new season and all the literal fruits that it bears, but just the spiritual ones, the changes in the length of the day and and kind of how we interact with the world because of that. And before I introduce you here to my guest, Sean Lang, I did just want to remind you, I am on Substack now. The publication I'm writing is titled The Tradition of Living Beautifully. You can find me there by searching DoloresToronto.substack.com and it will take you right to my page. I've really been enjoying this venue, this platform. I'm writing about some things in more detail that I just don't feel as comfortable writing about on Instagram. I love that there's a paywall that people have to kind of show me that they really want to be there and they really want to hear more from me and uh, more in-depth and more varied things. For less than $6 a month with the yearly option, you can join me over at Substack for a little more, actually a lot more of the tradition of living beautifully. And at the time that this 
airs, this episode airs, paid subscribers will be receiving the first exclusive audio chat, if you will, between me and Mallory Vaudois. Mallory, you will remember her from season one, and she was also a frequent guest on the Italian American podcast, my first podcast, if you're a listener of that show. And Mallory is also the author of Honoring Your Ancestors. And we are going to have a talk tomorrow, actually, and I'm soliciting questions from paid subscribers for Mallory. And if you are a paid subscriber, you will get not only to ask questions for future audio chats with amazing guests and other creators, but you will get to listen to them. And they're exclusive, and they're different from the show, and they're different from anything you're going to see on Instagram. And a huge shout out and thank you to Lee Esposito, who recently joined over on Substack at the very generous founding patron level. One of the perks at joining at the founding patron level is that you get a shout out (laughs) on the Bella Figura podcast as well as on Instagram. I'm so grateful, Lee that you wanted to show me how much my work means to you. Thank you so much. Lee, just so you guys know, is a writer, and her debut novel, The Godmother, is introducing a modern Sicilian-American woman, female spin on The Godfather, and uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Thank you once again, Lee. And all the rest of you who have already joined me over on Substack. And of course, this season, we have a wonderful new sponsor in House of Tokemon. House of Tokemon sources hand-woven, vintage, clean, natural rugs from around the world. Make it easier for the rest of us to bring them into our homes. These rugs are the definition of old world style. They're authentic, they're made to last, and they're made with natural fibers such as wool. In complete opposition to the toxic, disposable, will not last you very long rugs that we have been buying from big box stores. I love the mission of House of Tokemon, the owner, Annabelle Alsup has been a guest on this show, and I love her mission to show us that yes, you can have beautiful things in your home, and you can have beautiful things that are made to last generations. As we talk about so often on this show, invest in things that will last. Invest in heirloom pieces you can pass down to your children, and they can pass down to their children. The rugs that Annabelle sources, handwoven by women throughout the world, are exactly those types of household items. It's taking beautifying your home to a new level and taking it backwards in order to take it forwards. These are the rugs your great grandmother would approve of. And Bella Figura listeners can shop House of Tokemon rugs using the code BELLA25 for 25% off any rug. That's BELLA25. I'll link to Annabelle's website in the show notes below. 
And when you get there, put in the code BELLA25 to receive 25% off any rug. Also, depending on when you're listening to this episode, House of Tokemon and Bella Figura are currently doing a giveaway over on my Instagram account where Annabelle has generously giving away a beautiful rug. Just giving it away to my Bella Figura listeners. So if you're listening to this before June 6th, head over to my Instagram account at Dolores underscore Alfieri underscore Taranto and definitely take the opportunity to enter this amazing giveaway. Okay, now let's jump into the episode and let me introduce you to my guest. My guest for today is Sean Lang. Sean Lang is a designer and one half of the Farmhouse Project. Along with his partner, Chris Prepelica, Sean left the big city and decided to slow down and simplify by moving into a historic farmhouse in upstate New York. From there, their online brand, shop, design inspiration, and restoration of their farmhouse began. They describe themselves as modern-day gents living the old world way. Today, their lives are filled with the things that bring joy, entertaining, cooking, gardening, and learning to live off the land. They also started a line of home goods, all unique and sustainably made. On any given day, you can find them working on a project in their on-site studio, putting the final touches on a room, gardening, feeding chickens, or dreaming up a new cocktail recipe. So today, Sean is with us to talk a little bit about how this project began, what it's like to slowly yet lovingly restore an old farmhouse, and what it is to slow down and really learn to savor life. All right, let's jump on in. Sean, welcome to Bella Figura. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I was just telling you before we started recording how much I love your Instagram page because I just like love beautiful things. (laughs) Thank you. Instagram (laughs) is a wonderful escape for inspiration and everything beautiful. (laughs) It really is. I, I always tell I often say to guests, I should say that social media is a war zone, but also this wonderful place where you can see all these beautiful things and be inspired and then meet people. I mean, almost everyone who comes on my show comes to me through Instagram because I like their work and I follow them. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a love hate relationship, especially (laughs) when your business is built around it, but Mm. you know, it is quite inspiring and we've met some of our closest friends on Instagram and people we've worked with and designed Absolutely. with and partnered with so it's a great platform and we really enjoy it yeah it's it's a necessary so i'd love to start each show by asking my guests to tell me a little bit about their roots and the people they come from okay so um i am originally from new jersey um uh Italian American oh um I didn't know that <laughs> yeah I love that when that happens okay yeah my family <laughs> um dates kind of back um throughout southern Italy mm-hmm. um and um, my mother 
and her eight siblings grew up on the Upper West Side and then, um, of course, very commonly went to New Jersey um, in the suburbs. Um, yeah. What part yeah, of Jersey so that, did you grow up in? Uh, Monmouth County. Yeah. Um, so, Down the shore? Yeah. Asbury Park, mm. Belmar, that area. I know it well. We grew, I mean, we grew up going down the shore. My uh, brother actually recently, a couple of years ago, purchased a house and um, in a near um, Bayhead and Manilokin, I think it's called, mm-hmm. yeah, if I'm remembering. So we, it's a big part of our lives, the shore. That's, that's like a whole other episode, shore life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I escaped out of high school and went to New York City and haven't left. <laughs> so yeah. um, besides coming upstate, but yeah, I mean, it's great to visit. I still have family and friends down there. So yeah. It's now, did you, did you grow up attached to your Italian American heritage or was it more something that you kind of just had in the back seat? Um, I, th- I would say I grew up, you know, very Italian American, um, with, you know, amazing food and, you know, huge family. And I, we have lost count probably of how many cousins we have at this point. Like I said, you know, my mom was one of seven and then each sibling has five children and that is a my niece family. just had a baby. Yeah. So it's a huge, huge New Jersey Italian family, but yeah, oh, we, I love we, it. yeah, we eat a lot and party a lot and, you know, we're, we argue and get into fights and, you know, yeah. we make it. up and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that is a surprise. I didn't know that. Uh, you're actually, I think the there was one or two, one guest last season who, again, I had been following her for some time. Just, I just liked her work and she doesn't really talk about being Italian American so far. I, I don't, I don't think you do unless I missed it al- no, along the way. <laughs> yeah. So you just ask people to come on. Cause you just kind of want to talk to them and explore their, their work they're doing. Then that's always, I always feel like it's like a radar I have without knowing it, my Italian <laughs> <Yeah>. radar. <laughs> Yeah, I always tell everyone that I have the best of both worlds because my father um, was Irish, so mm. I'm Italian. Yes, another <laughs> very traditional hybrid. So my son is now Irish-Italian. I mean, he's a quarter Irish and 75% Italian, so it's it's kind of dominating, but mm-hmm. it is in there. <laughs> so I did a little research, of course, as I do before guests, before guests come on, and on your website, you, along with your partner, Chris, Chris mm-hmm. with a K and Chris, Chris's last name is remind me. Uh, Chris Prepolizza. Okay. Sounds like he might he's, be Italian too. No, it, I thought that when we met, first met, but he's actually Eastern European. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the both of you describe yourselves as modern day gents living the old world way who decided to slow down and simplify by moving into a historic farmhouse in upstate New York. Seven years ago, we traded in taxis for a pickup truck and store-bought for homemade <laughs> or handmade, excuse me, for handmade. So all my guests are now like, oh, okay, this is why she wanted to have him on. She, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is right up our alley. So tell me a little bit about that change. Tell me a, bit, a little bit about your lives before you moved upstate and that that desire for that transition, a different way of living. Yeah. So, I mean, my whole adult career was in Manhattan from college through, you know, 
six years ago. Um, my background is in industrial design within the fashion and home industry. So I worked with many of the fashion brands that are based in New York City, along with some of the home decor brands and, you know, lived a great, you know, city life um, and met Chris, my husband, and he's a research oncologist at Memorial Sloan Kettering. Um, and, you know, we couldn't really afford um, you know, the price of Manhattan living to buy a place. Um, so we were exploring a weekend um, house. And at first it started off at, in the Jersey Shore in Asbury, New York, um, Asbury Park, yeah. New Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, and of course that is a huge hotspot, but we kind of missed um, the boat to get a yeah. deal on a house. Yeah. Um, so we decided to look in upstate New York. Um, we both are more attracted to country living versus the suburb type of community. And we love the big city. So it was kind of, um, we're both extremes and neighbors of ours in the city had a house in Sullivan County and told us to start looking in this area. And um, we found a house that was built in 1800s. Um, and wanted to restore it room by room on our own mostly. Um, and the farmhouse project started just like that. We started documenting the renovations um, on Instagram and who doesn't love a, you know, a house renovation. Oh my gosh, people love it because we did the same thing with our house, which, which we'll get into a little bit, but anytime I post about the renovation, it's just, it's a hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, originally we just started doing it for friends and family. Um, and we started gaining a following. And, um, you know, that turned into we're huge foodies. So we started posting about, you know, redoing our great room, but then also posting our favorite recipes and cocktails. Um, and then, you know, gardening. Um, so it kind of evolved into this little brand. Um, and then a couple of years later with my background in product design, I was like, hey, this has, you know, some, you know, expansion to do product, locally made product that's based around entertaining and simple living. Um, and so we came out with a small little home collection that Either we make the items or we partner with local artisans who make it for us. Um, and then that went into hosting events. Um, a couple of years ago, we started hosting a maker's market. That's an annual um, event with artisans and live music. And um, that was kind of to give back to our little community up here and to get people from all over particularly in New York City, to come and experience this little um, slice of country living. Um, and then from there, we also host traveling farm to table dinners. Um, so, you know, it's kind of evolved into this full circle of simple living, entertaining, um, escaping the city and um, you know, it's yeah. been a great, great journey. The house that you're living in is in, is built in the 1800s, right? It's a mm -hmm. farmhouse. Yeah, it's a Dutch colonial farmhouse. Um, it's an in interesting architectural style. You know, you know, the lines are very Dutch colonial. Of course, it's a farmhouse because originally it was on a much 
larger plot of land, but then there's, you know, kind of um, the columns around the porch are um, very, um, you know, like Victorian, you know, so the, the family that built the house, they were woodworkers. So they actually incorporated many different architectural elements to the house, um, hmm. which is great. Absolutely. I'm sure it adds charm. Mm-hmm. So you've officially, you've officially left city life. I'm assuming Chris still works in the city. He's an oncologist, you said. Yeah, he actually remo- works remotely and he has been before the pandemic um, with projects that he's been working on, which is great. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, we have had the house seven years, almost eight years, and we've been up full time for three years. Oh, okay. I I think that's another element of possibly this, let's say this energy, this boom enduring is that now people are working remotely. And Mm -hmm. that's been a really big problem for the upstate area for so long is that there's, there's not work. There aren't jobs. So people leave and they go into the city, but that's really changed now. Yeah. And, you know, with broadband and, you know, high-speed internet coming up here really helps um, because that was a huge problem and it still is. We have neighbors of ours four miles away that, have no tower to get cable internet. Um, So it's a big issue, but it's gotten better, which is great because more and more people are working from home. Yeah. Yeah. It's another, it's another world in that sense. So, so just dovetailing from that, this season's theme is slow down. And I wonder over the past seven years, or at least let's just say the last three years that you've been up there full time, how has slowing down and living a slower pace of life changed your day to day? I mean, it's amazing. It's, you know, that's why we bought this house even seven years ago, only coming up on the weekends. It was a chance for us to unplug. And when we first got the house, we didn't have a TV and we didn't even have the internet. Um, now we have internet because we're both working remotely and we just need it. We still don't have a TV. You know, that is kind of the foundation of everything we're doing is slowing down, unplugging and kind of living authentically. I always use that word a lot and it's been thrown around a lot, but it's, you know, it's very simple up here and you don't need much. And having the opportunity to grow your own plants from a seed and to buy cheese from the dairy farm up the road and some spirits from women making beautiful vodkas down the road is, you know, that's slowing down and really going back to, you know, a simpler time of our grandparents and great-grandparents of just not needing much and still appreciating handmade and, um, you know, simple things. And, you know, our tagline for the farmhouse project is a beautiful life lived simply. And that's Mm. kind of everything of what we're about, um, especially just learning how to do things yourself. Um, DIY is so popular right now. We're able to learn things online and do it ourselves, which I think is fantastic. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but also there's a huge movement and that's even before the pandemic of locally made supporting artisans, um, you know, avoiding big box stores, uh, you know, that is slow living as well. I agree with all of that. And I think what I'm learning myself as my life is transitioning also into slowing down is that slowing down is about actions and things and choices just as much as it is about pace. Mm -hmm. And everything you just listed is a way to get you into the pace, right? Into that mindset. So I think sometimes we have this idea like, oh, slow down, move to the country. I'm just sitting on a front porch all day. And, And I think that's part of it, but it's really shifting to a more, for lack of a less trendy word, intentional life Mm -hmm. where you're making these choices. You're thinking instead of just running out, like you said, to the big box store, you're thinking about what you're purchasing. You're thinking about what you're eating, who you're buying it from, who is it supporting? What is it supporting? And so on. So I'm, I'm wondering is that something that was kind of new to you moving up here or, you know, that was a shift? Was it, was it a shift or was it something that was on your mind when you were in the city as well? It's something that has always been on our mind. Um, I mean, Chris is vegetarian. I'm not, um, we're, you know, we love food and, you know, cooking at home and supporting the Union Square Farmers Market and, you know, of course, local artisans in Manhattan as well. So it's something that's always been on our mind and we're always big supporters of that. But I think coming up here just pushed it more to environment. And, you know, sometimes you don't have time to think. Um, And, you know, like that slow movement is, also in your careers. Um, You know, I've worked in a creative industry, but it was very fast paced. And, you know, corporate design is much different than designing things yourself. It's, it's that as well. Absolutely. I think that up here, you also have, you have the space for that. It's like, it's like a mental space and an actual time space. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but you're, there's just this space and this pause for you to kind of think about that next step. And I also think because everything is so spaced out that there's, there's also a a greater need. So you kind of, you have to shop locally. You need mm-hmm. local stores. I wonder if you want to talk a little bit about that. I mean, you just had that experience as well. Yeah, I mean, it, to your point, you're forced to live a more simple life because mm-hmm. we don't have big box stores up here and we don't have the shop rights and you know the whole foods, right. um, but we have farmers that are fifth generation and we have cheese makers and we have woodworkers and um, welders. You know, so, you know, you're forced to utilize these artisans and farmers. Um, of course, we want to, but, right. you know, again, it's easier to do that up here. Yeah, it's, it's easier to do. And then also, I, often I think about how in some ways it's, 
it's going quote unquote backwards, meaning it's a more traditional way of living. But I also think that perhaps it's the future because the way we grow food on a large scale and raise animals and the big box stores and, and all of their implications are just simply not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we get asked this a lot and it's hard to avoid big box stores. There's just things that you need. And sometimes we need something on Amazon to come in two days. And sometimes we need that and that's okay, but it's baby steps. You know, it's, you know, maybe not buying your book on Amazon, but buying it at our local bookshop. Um, you know, so it's little things like that. And, you know, even more sustainable living, which we're huge advocates of, even in the things that we sell is, you know, you don't necessarily have to eliminate all of the plastic because that's really hard, um, you know, but there's baby steps. There's little things that you could do every day to, you know, help the environment and, you know, for better living. Yeah. I think that's really well said. I like to remind people of that. It's, it's not, it's not like you just wake up one morning having learned one thing and your entire life is transformed and you have to, you know, you like throw out everything you own and buy new stuff. That's, that's not even remotely the point, but it is kind of, it is, um, like a journey, you know, you learn about one thing and then you realize, oh, wow, I need to change that. And then that leads you to something else. And then, you know, kind of the next thing, you know, you don't have any plastic Tupperware anymore. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very overwhelming. And, you know, of course you don't want to throw things out to your point that is kind of defeating the purpose, right. but it's just kind of starting small and, you know, eventually, you're just doing better for the environment. And for yourself, I mean, health-wise and your family. Absolutely. I note I notice up here that this was something I realized when I we first started staying up here more often. So because we also have a place downstate. I mean, it's, it's where I grew up, but it's in the Hudson Valley. It's not the city, but it's outside of the city. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely busier than up here. And it's right on the border of Bergen County in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. We're all tons of shopping is. <laughs> and I would note big boxes. Oh, that's exactly right. Yep. Strips of just big boxes on, on, on 17 route 17. So I noticed that when I was up here, I just got more done, like more creative work, or I cooked more, or we went and did adventures more, or we went hiking more. And I started to realize it was because there, there aren't a lot of places for me to go to distract myself. Right. Mm -hmm. So as human beings, you get this kind of restlessness, this, uh, maybe you don't want to sit still anymore, but when I'm downstate, I, I have tons of appointments. I have tons of errands. Suddenly I have to go do all of these things. It's the same state. It's only like an hour and 40 minutes different, mm -hmm. but your whole mindset shifts because of your environment. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a different pace. I mean, we're two hours from New York city and you know, it's very rural. <laughs> yes, exactly. And also another thing is the way I shop for, for anything, but especially for produce, for food is totally different. I have places now that I know, I know which farmer's market I go get my potatoes from, which place has better onions and who's going to be open when, and then I know where to get my milk. I know we have a, another farm where we get our meat. 
mm-hmm. beautiful farm down the street that has just beautiful open space. You see the, the cows grazing, the chickens, you know, they, they have a, the cooler you put in four bucks. I take my eggs. The chickens are right there. So you start to learn where to pick up your produce, but you have to, you have to drive to it. It'll some mm-hmm. of it's down the street, but my milk is 40 minutes away. Some of the potatoes are 30 minutes away, but that's part of slowing down instead of just rushing into a store, throwing everything in your cart and checking out. Yeah. I mean, it's also part of the experience of, you know, kind of small town America of doing those little true errands, going to get your chicken eggs to your poultry and then to the woodworker. And, you know, yeah. it's kind of the charm of it all. It is. I hope you're enjoying the show, but I want to remind you that Dry Farm Wines is still a partner of Bella Figura because they align with the mission of this platform, beauty by hand, old world style, and ancestral traditions. Dry Farm Wines sources clean, pure, natural wines from throughout the world. Wines that are made from grapes that are grown on small family farms by families who care and share your old world values when it comes to how you want to treat your body, the earth, and how you want to interact in general with life in a pure honest and authentic way. Bella Figuda listeners can get a bottle of Dry Farm Wines for just one penny in their first order. I'll link to this below in the show notes, of course, but you can visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash Bella Figuda to try these amazing wines that I have been talking about since season two yet have been drinking for much longer than that. I am simply thrilled to be partnering with Dry Farm Wines yet again this season. So definitely check them out, dryfarmwines.com forward slash Bella Figura and get your bottle of wine in your first order for just a penny. And also a quick reminder that Bella Figura also has a shop over on Etsy. I will link to my Etsy shop, but you can also shop via Instagram. Just head over to my profile at Dolores underscore Alfieri underscore Taranto and click the view shop button. You can shop old world style prints, antiques, vintage finds, and antique style jewelry that I design and have commissioned especially with Bella Figura listeners in mind. These are beautiful, vintage-inspired pieces that perfectly capture everything we talk about in this show. So head on over to my Instagram page or visit the shop via the link below. It is. It's uh, kind of how they still do things in certain parts of Europe. And I, and I think that my uh, audience is very charmed by that. We often talk about old world style. And if you go to a place like Italy, 
or France, people go out every day to the market and then they'll go to the butcher, you know, and then they go somewhere else to get their pastries. Mm-hmm. That is slow because you're, you're taking the time to choose things. You're taking the time to talk to the people who grow them and sell them. And it's very different than going into a big supermarket, which of course I do at times too, mm-hmm. but the feeling is very different you learn to yeah. adapt. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing like the story behind what you're buying and, yeah. you know, that's slow as well. That's, you know, educating yourself on what you're buying and how it's made from, you know, a farmer to an artisan. It's just the story behind it. Absolutely. We like to do, when people come up to visit, we like to take them to the farm down the road. We buy a bunch of steaks, show them around the farm, you know, introduce them to, to the, to the people there who work there. And then we come home and we cook this delicious steak. Mm -hmm. And it's all part of the, the upstate mountain experience. Of course. Yeah. That's that's people love it. Yeah. It's great. So let's talk a little bit about the renovation itself. How long did it take you to, to complete the renovation? Um, we're still not done. (laughs) That's right. I should know better. (laughs) Never. It's never finished. (laughs) Yeah. That's what my mom said when we bought our house. It's, it's never done. And when you think you are done, you want to redo things. So by the time you get there, so are like some, was it, um, a wreck? Was it in pretty good shape? It was in pretty good shape. The previous owners were also weekenders. They were writers, um, Mm -hmm. older. Um, so they weren't, really into kind of decor and design and all of that, which that's not for everyone, Um, but they maintained the house great. Um, But there were certain things that needed to be done. We have a wraparound porch that the roof was leaking that kind of rotted out the roof. Then it rotted out the floors and some of the columns. And, you know, so things like that over years of upstate weather, just, you know, wood doesn't do good in Mm -hmm. New York. Right, right. (laughs) Right. So you had some major like capital projects, but then everything else was more like you, you're just putting your style into it. A lot of cosmetic. We redid our kitchen. Um, We are looking to redo a big bathroom upstairs and then just taking down wallpaper from the eighties and repainting or putting up more authentic wallpaper that goes with the style of the house to, you know, furnishings and, you know, not so glamorous things like putting on a roof and some pumps and all of that stuff. Um, You know, so we have a couple more bedrooms to do. And then we have some, you know, we really haven't done much landscaping besides our huge garden. So, you know, more outdoor projects with patios and kind of living spaces outside. We would like to get to sometime soon. So <laughs> that yeah. actually makes me feel better because we've, we've had the house for a little over a year and the outside area needs so much work and you just feel like you're behind or maybe you're not doing enough, but it's, it's just, there's so much to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and now running kind of a small business and in the summer doing events and, you know, projects and designing product and packing up shipments. It's, you know, it's, it's been slow, but it's what I've created. I, you know, I love it. So I'm not complaining, but, you know, some things have been put on hold and we actually just recently bought our neighbor's farmhouse 
Wow. Weeks ago. Um, that is ambitious. I like yeah, that. The property <laughs> is connected to ours, which is wonderful, but it was an unexpected purchase that we couldn't pass up. So that is a whole. And you're going to renovate that project 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I look forward to seeing that. That's for sure. I mean, the aesthetic of the, of the house you're in now, it's your white and green. And then you have the, your white and green, um, old Ford truck. It's a nice look. It's very charming. Yeah. It's very charming. (laughs) Yeah. So you also, you mentioned earlier doing the outdoor dining events. And if I'm correct, it's your terrain and table. Correct. Yes. Yes. Those photos are gorgeous. Do you guys do that on the farm or you do them in different places? So we do them in different places. And, you know, how the dinner started was how could we entertain like we entertain at home? But of course, for 100 people that we don't know Mm. Um, and to bring people up to our area, Sullivan County, to expose them to this wonderful place we call home. Um, So we wanted to do them in different locations on a farm, but also in the middle of a field or an apple orchard or a Christmas tree farm. So places that are very unique um, and also businesses that really need help in marketing or to get the word out that they're starting a new distillery or a brewery. Um, So that's kind of what we wanted to do is to kind of collaborate with other people instead of just having it here to expose people to new locations and unique locations up here. Oh, that's wonderful. What a terrific idea. And then are those are I'm assuming in the summer mostly? Yes. Yeah. Summer to fall. And are they often, are they once a month? done them once a month. Um, they're really a lot of work. I was going to say, cause it seems like a tremendous amount of work people just so they know I haven't been to one. I would love to come, but the photos are, this is like a legit operation. There's beautiful wood tables and chairs and beautiful flowers. What looks to me like gorgeous vintage glassware. And mm-hmm. so, and, and there are a lot of tables in these beautiful rural settings. Yeah, it's a lot of work and you know, we we're not chefs. So we partner with chefs and we usually partner with different chefs. Um and you know, uh, rental companies and you know, I do the flowers. So there is it is like planning a wedding every month and it's <laughs> you know, not a huge money maker because there's so many mm. different things that go into our budget. Um, but we have done them once a month, um, or every other month. And that's what we're planning, um, in the next couple of weeks is new locations and new chefs. And, um, but we're excited to do them. Everyone loves them. And, you know, they're really a beautiful experience. Yeah. It seems that way. I, you have to, I have to like stay on top of it so we can, we can join one of them for sure. You just seem so full of ideas and energy because <laughs> as someone who is also has her own business and I recently left a very crazy busy job in New York City as well it's it's like it's a lot of work i mean it's everything is a lot of work let's back up the person who hates <laughs> their job and gets on the train at 5 a.m. and doesn't get home till 7 p.m. that's a lot of work 
and there's no there's no shortage of ideas there's mm-hmm. a shortage of time and energy yes. <laughs> and resources and i'm finding that for every idea i have i have to spend about 2 days if i'm lucky researching how i can bring it to life mhm <laughs> <laughs> So when I see people who are where you are, you have this beautiful online shop and, and you're, you're just doing all these other projects. I wonder if, if you could have imagined when you started this whole thing, that this is what it would have looked like. Yeah. I mean, we came up here to kind of unplug and, you know, live more simply and I've never been busier. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's, it's what I love to do and it's my passion and it's kind of a a business that I'm building. Um, but I would have never imagined kind of starting what we've done up here, you know, five years ago, still being in the city. Is it just your, is that kind of your character to just kind of spin out all these projects, all these ideas, and then execute them? You've just always been that way. Are you finding that doors just keep opening because of where you are and the people you're connecting with probably a little both, but yeah, it is a little both, um, you know, doors open because of, you know, I I've worked in the industry of fashion and the home industry, and I've, you know, worked with these great brands that start off doing, you know, something small and they kind of branch out to doing all of these things, which is like a true lifestyle brand. So, you know, I think it just naturally Mm -hmm. evolves and, you know, we love entertaining and posting, recipes on our blog and, you know, being in the garden, let's host farm to table dinners. And, you know, we sell locally made products. So let's do a maker's market. So, you know, artisans could come and sell and, you know, so it's kind of very organically kind of evolved into all of these great little things. Yeah. That's wonderful. And your online shop, you design most of those products. Yeah, we design everything and it's made under the farmhouse project. So we don't buy wholesale and sell it. Um, Everything that's on our shop is designed and made. You know, one thing that drew me to have you on the show and one thing I'm, I don't want to say I'm struggling with, but as I build my my online shop as well, I don't want to just put stuff out. Like we just Mm -hmm. don't, the world just does not need more stuff. Right. So I'm also, you're walking in this line between things that align with old worlds, ancestral traditions, that they have that spirit, handmade things. I do that as well, but also finding products that aren't, you know, mass produced and just that are not like throwaway products. Mm -hmm. It seems like you've yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a very fine line. And, you know, I'm sure some people think some of the stuff we sell is not, you know, special enough to buy without, you know, just buying another thing. Um, but it's just all what you perceive it to be. And, you know, a lot of our inspiration just comes from, you know, being in the kitchen entertaining you know, a hundred years ago, that's mm. in our house inspired what we're doing. And, you know, so it's just creating something that's a little more special and unique as opposed to the whole 
rat race of mass product and things we don't really need. Um, yeah, but, and yeah. I think people are really, I think people are really looking for that. And the one thing about social media is it's such a saturated world, such a saturated market that, I mean, I know I feel that way. You just kind of want to find your people. You just want to mm -hmm. find, right? You want to find like a tribe, a person, a couple of people that you trust, that you've come to trust, I should say. And maybe they're selling jewelry and there's a bazillion other people selling jewelry. Mm-hmm right? But you want to buy it from them. It's, it's actually easier just to buy it from them than to just mm -hmm. wade through this cesspool of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, a lot of people ask us about social media and, you know, our product and, you know, how we do it. And, you know, the best advice I could give and just my experience is, you know, you really need to start a brand, you know, um, before you even sell anything. Because yep. that, I mean, that's how Ralph Lauren did. We make this beautiful little butter crock and so many people make it, but a lot of people buy it because they know the farmhouse project and they believe in us. And, you know, so it's really kind of just building a brand before you even sell anything. Um, that's very and, well said. Yeah. And that's how, you know, if you only have 300 followers on Instagram, that's okay. If all of them are engaging with you, that's a huge win. Um, so that's how you really have to just, start with creating this this feeling and experience before you're even selling anything and then you start selling things because you already have the customers mm, very well very succinct I think that's I think that's perfect and for me it, it wasn't until recently that I felt like I had built enough of a voice that I could I could move into that and for so long there's I'm sure you experienced this in some way there's these disparate parts of you these different passions. And when you're a creative person, you love to do different things. And I, for so many years was just kind of poking at all these different things or exploring them. And finally, just the past couple of years. And with this show in particular, I've just found a way to like, <laughs> just like mm -hmm. bring them all together. And, and it all makes sense suddenly. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, I've made some mistakes. Oh yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to, as long as we learn from them, that's what's important. <laughs> Beautifully said. So as we wrap up here, I was hoping you could give the listeners and me as well. That's why I have these conversations. I want to learn perhaps some suggestions on how to slow down. When I, when I post on Instagram about anything that has to do with slowing down and unplugging I get so many comments and messages because I just think people are like fried, mm -hmm. you know, and they're just thirsting for, please, they don't even know what they're thirsting for, mm -hmm. right? They just know they need it. So even for people who maybe can't leave the crazy commuting job that they have just yet and move upstate as you and I were fortunate to do. Just any suggestions on how to start bringing some of that slow down into your life? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's overwhelming because we get the same comments and messages mm. about, you know, where do we start? Where, you know, I work 60 hours a week. And, yeah. um, but the simplest things, and we talked about it a little before, 
can start, you know, a more simple living or experience. And, you know, wherever you live up here in the city in another country, I always suggest to shut your phone off mm. and have dinner. And everyone loves food. And that's where most of our conversations start are at the table. Um, and, you know, of course, with COVID, we can't entertain like we used to, but even if you're by yourself or with your spouse or a best friend, um, shut your phone off and be in the kitchen and make a meal. And if you can't make a meal, order in, you know, it's like simple things like that, or just a snack, but just unplug or shut off your phone and, you know, listen to music. That's kind of that little simple living that everyone can experience. That's really easy to do, but it's actually really hard. Mm. <laughs> it is in this day and age. And I'm, I am borderline possibly a tyrant when it comes to that. I have no patience. I've talked about this on, on this show and other shows. Like I just don't have any patience for phones at the dinner table. None. I just yes. don't. I mean, we're not like living in a Royal court where we're eating for 17 hours until we vomit. <laughs> if you can't put down your phone for an hour, a half an hour, or even after an hour, get up and discreetly check it. This is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, when we have dinner, we don't have our phones and, you know, what I do is on Instagram. Yeah. Your life is on it. Yes, totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard, but we do do it. it. And, you know, it, sometimes if there's a lot going on, Chris will let me make an exception. Right. Um, but, you know, and especially if you're at a restaurant, I mean, sometimes not lately, not in two years, but you know, you go to a restaurant and the whole family is on their phones. Mm -hmm. It's really, really sad. Um, but yeah, I mean, and even if, you know, even if you're watching TV, I mean, the simplest thing is just to put your phone in another room and kind of enjoy watching the movie or a program or, you know, whatever you're doing. Um, I think that's a great step to start with. It is. I mean, sometimes even me and I, I base my life around exploring these things and talking about them. Sometimes I'm doing work. The phone is here. Maybe the television's on because it's later in the night. And I'm like, oh God, it's just like screen after screen after screen. And I'm like, this is insanity. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you like check yourself, bring it back. Something has to go right now. This is too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But putting on music, we do that a lot up here. We just shut off everything. I have a beautiful old fold box, vintage record player, put on some records, light some candles and just enjoy dinner. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a great way I mean, to start. It's the best. And, you know, like I said, even if you're not making it, you're ordering a beautiful right. meal in, or you're still enjoying it. Um, you know, but it's just those little simple moments. Well, another thing up here too, I don't know about where you are, but where, where we are almost nothing is open from Monday until Thursday. Yes. Especially this time of year. Right. Because it's <laughs> there, people are only open on the weekends when visitors are coming up and there's more traffic. So you, you also adjust to that. So there's just, tons of cooking at home, which I love. So it works out well. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. We're the, in the same boat. <laughs> also a way to slow down. We'll have to have dinner together sometime. Yes. We'll have to meet somewhere <laughs> or come to your, you can come to our house anytime. I'm here. <laughs> we'll have some beautiful around. Italian cooking <laughs> to Italian Americans. Sean, I want to thank you so much for giving me some of your time. And it was, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And it's always great to talk about really important things and kind of simple living and design and upstate. It's very inspiring. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining Sean and I in this second episode of season three. I hope you loved what you heard. Don't forget to support our sponsors and our partners. When you show them that you support me, they continue in turn to support me and that allows the show and all its various other avenues to continue on. Tune back in next week for another fabulous episode. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the show on Spotify or Apple or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Here's to knowing your roots and cultivating a beautiful life from their power. <laughs>